Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. It is a Friday, and we are headed headlong into week three of the college football season. How are you? Outstanding to be with you. Hope you are having a fantastic day broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios in Missoula. It is to tell Nuanas. Happy to be along with all of you on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television across the state. Good to have you on board as well. As I said, Kurtz Polaris Studios, that's where we are. Kurtz Polaris itself is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Celia and online at KurtzPolaris.com. Dot com. You can find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. There, you can listen to the stream. The stream is available all the time. Listen live no, no matter where you are on Earth. How happy and nice is that? The stream brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call, you can do that as well, 329-1899, 329-1899. The phone number, all guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. Plenty of things to get to today. In fact, a ton of stuff. We are going to hear from the head coach of Western Illinois. We did an interview with him uh, earlier on this week. We will air that for you today. Jared Elliott, he was on the show last year uh, in uh, in advance of uh, what was the home game for Montana State against Western Illinois. Now, uh, Bozeman or Montana State returns the favor going for Bozeman to Macomb uh, to play uh, Western Illinois in their home opener uh, this season. So Coach Elliott going to join us, talk to us about that game, 
about the matchup and uh, and uh, all things in preparation of of their home opener as uh, Western Illinois tough right now. Zero and two. They did play FBS Colorado State last week in a loss, but also lost week one uh, at uh, North Alabama. Maybe a bit of an upset there. So looking to get their footing. Montana State, of course, coming off that great win. So we'll hear from him uh, here shortly. We will also hear from uh, head coach of uh, the Montana Grizzlies, Bobby Houck, talking about. The Oregon Ducks, of course, as they get ready for Oregon. We'll get into that. We'll talk about the Ducks matchup. And at the top of the hour, very excited about this, we will have the uh, voice of the Ducks, the guy who's been the voice of the Ducks for the last 33 years, Jerry Allen, going to be on the show. Talk to us about this Duck football team in this particular matchup. And a guy who's actually called a number of uh, Oregon-Montana football games historically, several of them, in fact. Uh, so he uh, has uh, going to have great perspective. We'll talk to him as well. We will have some picks against the spread. We, of course, will have the chick who doesn't know about sports. It is Friday, so it is jam-packed in here today. And if we're going to get through it all, well, the only way to get started is by taking a break. Am I right? Am I right about that? Of course. A Florence Coffee Company coffee break. Got myself a little cup of joe here, some espresso, some fuel for the fire. Take a little quick mm-hmm, sip of that. Mm, thank you very much for that. If you are driving around western Montana, you're close right now to a Florence Coffee Company coffee bar coffee cart pull in there get yourself a drink get yourself a weekend started off right you can stay up late you can sleep in if you're a montana fan you got to stay up late tonight because you have to stay up late tomorrow it's the last dark game of the entire nation the montana is playing in tomorrow against the oregon ducks it's 8 45 kickoff uh uh on the pac-12 network that's 8 45 mountain time uh, for that kickoff tomorrow. So have a little caffeine. Enjoy your weekend. Get into it the right way uh, with that. Uh, our thanks to Florence Coffee and the Florence Coffee Company Coffee Break. Uh, we are going to start with uh, the Montana State-Western Illinois football game because this is uh, we're going to hear from Jared uh, Elliott. We're going to play this interview for you here in just a moment. But uh, Coach Elliott, uh, uh, very gracious in joining us. But also, this is a big, big game for Western Illinois. And I think maybe it's easy to overlook, you know, when you're talking about Montana State and what they did to Southeast Missouri State. And we've talked a lot about Jeff Cho's comments that this is going to be, you know, a season-defining type game or a defining type game uh, for Montana State. And primarily, it's just because of the function of having had a big home win and now going on the road, you know, to a to a, a, a like opponent. Um, and what happened last year after beating Western Illinois, a Western Illinois team that frankly was better last year than they are this year, and then going on the road to I think it was number three at the time, if I'm not mistaken, South Dakota State, and just getting trounced in Brookings. I understand why Jeff Choate, who, you know, has spoken, you know, at length and talked about, look, we have not been good on the road and we need, we have to be, yeah, you gotta be, we have to be better. And this is an opportunity to, to take that step and do that. So I, I understand that. I understand not wanting to have a, uh, a lull after a big win, a dominant win, but let's be clear on the road at Western Illinois in 2019, is nothing like having a uh, uh, a home or a, a road uh, uh, game at South Dakota State in 2018. That South Dakota State team last year was was next level. They were an outstanding, a top uh, top team in the country type of football team. This team, Western Illinois, is not that. They're not that. Which 
makes it maybe even more of a trap game. Maybe it makes it even more of a of a must win. Makes it maybe even maybe makes it even more of a uh, uh, you know a difficult one. Um, you know to to go in not difficult but 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 there's more to lose by losing if that makes sense. Right, South Dakota State. Look, forty-one, fourteen, whatever it was, it was an awful game. You don't want to repeat that. But guess what? Even if Montana State plays their best game last year, probably not getting the W against South Dakota State. This year, though, against Western Illinois, this is one you got to go get. If you're the Cats, got to go get it. But also, you should go get it. That's the disconnect from last year to this year. Last year, you go on the road, even though you played poorly, you worked quote-unquote, supposed to win that football game. Now, I know Jeff Tote doesn't want to hear it. The players don't want to hear it. That's fine. I'm just telling you that's the fact. Now, this one, yeah, you got to go win this football game. Got to. And I expect them to do just that. But they certainly haven't undersold it when it comes to the importance of this football game. But there is, there is a difference between Western Illinois' team this year and South Dakota State's team last year. Let's just be very clear about that, Okay. Montana State, 2 o'clock kickoff from Macomb. That game available on ESPN+. Plus. Okay, so if you're a subscriber, you'll have it online. Uh, there's a number of establishments all over the state that are going to be having this game for you, uh, and uh, and you'll be able to track it down. I have to check. I think this is right, that, that games that are on ESPN+, Plus are also available for replay later after the fact on ESPN. I don't like to watch ESPN app. Uh, but uh, I think you'll be able to get that, this game that way. But this will be the toughest game of the season to see on television uh, for uh, Montana State. Uh, I think that is correct, where it's, it's basically the, the rights for the Missouri Valley are owned by ESPN, and then they are placed on ESPN Plus to have content there. Uh, and so that's the way that you got to go about watching this game if you want to see it, uh, if you want to get uh, get eyeballs on it. And, yes, it is a fact that, that there have been... Hmm, varying degrees of quality when it comes to the production of some of these <laughs> some of these ESPN plus games that are uh, for stream only okay so we could just accept that fact right now uh, right now though uh, I want to play for you Jared Elliott Jared Elliott young guy 35 years old I think in his second year as a head coach at Western Illinois played at Miami of Ohio and came up the coaching ranks really quickly and uh, you know an excellent offensive mind was on the staff at Western Illinois for several years before being promoted uh, to the head coaching position last year very nice guy very very uh, 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 you know just generous with his time and available to us both last year this year so we certainly appreciate that and now an opportunity to hear from the man himself talking about his team and the matchup versus Montana State here you go Illinois head coach Jared Elliott. We go now to the Rangich Brothers RV phone line and we welcome in the uh, head coach of the Western Illinois Leathernecks, Jared Elliott. Coach Elliott, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate the time. Hey guys, no problem at all. I appreciate you guys and uh, you guys always do a great job, so thanks for having me. Well, certainly. Uh, we're looking forward to the game this weekend. Montana State coming in. You start off on the road at North Alabama and then step up game to FBS Colorado State. You finally get to go back to Macomb. It's a great uh, home you know, home field advantage for you, so that's got to be great as you look forward to Montana State Saturday finally getting a home game. Yeah, it is. It is. Our, our guys are, are uh, you know, all of our players, our staff, everyone's really excited to be at home. There's a, uh, you know, we've had two uh, two road games to start the season, and not only road games, but pretty lengthy trips. And, um, you know, there, there's just a comfort level and and, uh, and familiarity when you're at home. And, uh, and our guys are, are definitely excited to be here and play in front of our own crowd and, and all that. And uh, so, 
it'll be good. It'll be good for our guys to have that familiarity level, sleeping in the home bed and, and playing here in Hanson Field. Coach, it's interesting looking at your roster compared to last season because I know last year you guys had 20-plus seniors, a bunch of headliner yeah. guys like Sean McGuire at quarterback and Kalen Saunders at, on the defensive line and a bunch of other really good players as well. I think half a dozen or more even all Missouri Valley talents a year yeah. ago. And I know you have several – I know you have 18 seniors this year as well, but a lot of guys that had kind of had to wait their turn uh, to break into the starting lineup and become experienced guys. So what's the transition been like when you do graduate such a big senior class and uh, you still have some seniors, but maybe guys that don't have multiple years of starting right. experience? Yeah, you know, we, we did. We, we uh, you know, it's, it's the nature of college football. Um, you know, I talk about it all the time. It's just, it's the natural revolving door. You're going to enter players, you're going to exit players. And, um, you know, every, every team, every year you, you, you take on a new identity and, and, uh, you know, your, your leadership can shift and change experience. Even, you know, when, when you take away what class guys are in, your, your experience level just in terms of starts under your belt or, or game experience changes. So, you know, we're, we're kind of in that mode, you know, this year where we've got a lot of new faces. And it's, it's whether it's through guys that have been waiting for their turn or uh, transfers and, and uh, grad transfers, guys that are here that are seniors, but they're here in our program for one year and, and uh, they've got to adapt to our culture and how we do things. And so, you know, there, there's a lot of different variables and factors that go into it right now. You know, I, I think, um, I think the biggest teacher is, is, uh, you know, is, is playing football in game situations, 60 minutes of live bullets. And uh, it's hard to simulate it in practice. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of guys that are kind of getting those valuable reps for the first time. And so I, I think we're seeing a little bit of a progression from week one to two. We need to see it again here in week three, obviously playing a very, uh, very quality opponent in Montana State. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, every, every, every year, you know, every team's trying to figure out who you are and what you are and, and um, what's your identity. And, and we're still looking for some guys to step up and emerge in some new roles and, and who are our playmakers, who are guys that we can count on and trust and, and, uh, and all those things. And so, uh, but but I am I am excited about I, I think we've got the, the right kind of young men in our program and uh, and they they're all bought in they believe in what we're doing it's just continuing to play together and uh, and improve weekly here. Sean McGuire was a guy that threw for almost ten thousand yards. He broke into the starting lineup as a freshman. Uh, I think he started four games that year and then was basically a de facto four year starter for you guys now transitioning to Connor Sampson being your primary quarterback. What's the transition been like? I know you were a guy that's worked heavily with the offense. So what's it been like yeah. for you working with a new quarterback and how do you think Connor's picking things up? Yeah, you know, I, I think Connor, Connor's doing great. Um, obviously, you know, I think you touched on, it, you know, uh, Sean McGuire is, is, you know, he's leaving, he left Western as one of the most decorated uh, players of all time here. You know, he said every, Every passing record in Western Illinois history, and and uh, you know not only uh, not only the production that that Sean and and us as a team have had under center, uh, but but what we lost in just terms of experience and uh, in, in his leadership, um, you know all those things. And so you know Connor Sampson has been in our program. He's been here for three years. He's been behind us, Sean McGuire. He knows how we do it. Uh, he's very confident in our system. Uh, that this entire team has the utmost respect. Uh, for Connor Sampson and trusting Connor Sampson, he's, he's he's the right guy. He's got a a ton of natural God given talent. I think for him, it's just really continuing to settle in and and uh, and getting comfortable, you know, on on game days. And and a lot of times, it's just it's it's building that trust with the pieces that are uh, that are around him. And and uh, and so I think we're doing that. And uh, and I think again, we saw a good, really good step out of him from week one to two. 
Uh, and, uh, and I'm excited to see him cut it loose here on Saturday. Jared Elliott joining us. He's the head coach of the Western Illinois Leatherneck football team. They host Montana State. Two o'clock kickoff Mountain Standard Time on ESPN+. And, Coach, after your playing days in Miami of Ohio, you, you came up quickly through the coaching ranks. And, you know, you're a young guy, but here now into your second year as a head coach. What's it been like to actually be, you know, the head guy for a full season, an off-season cycle, and then into your second year? Well, I, I think, you know, we've, we've talked about experience for players. I think it's the same thing as a coach. You know, once you got a year under your belt and, and uh, you know, you, you, you kind of been through the whole flow of the season and, and uh, you know, just everything from the scheduling and and uh, and management and personnel, all, all of those things, I think just having a year under your belt is, 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 is huge. And, and having that experience, I feel a lot more comfortable. i got my legs under me. Um, i got a great staff here. We work really well together. And, uh, and a bunch of guys that I can trust and you can delegate jobs to and you know that they're going to be done the, the right way and the way that, that, that we want to get them done here. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a, um, it's been a really, it's, it's been a really good, um, you know, transition for me from year one to year two and definitely feel a lot more comfortable um, right now where we are, you know, really to where I was last year. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. As you look forward now to this game on Saturday, Coach, what do you think about Montana State? They're coming off you know, an impressive victory against uh, Southeast Missouri. What has stood out to you as you've looked at this team building from last year into this year? Well, I've been really impressed uh, with, with this team. You know, Obviously, you know, I think you know, they're the returning 17 starters. Um, they've got a lot of experience coming back from a really good team a year ago. Um, you know, I, I think uh, for us, you know, you can you can see and learn and a lot about a team off of tape, off of off of your your film study. But us getting a chance to play them last year and just seeing really the identity in which they play, their physicality, their effort. Uh, you know, they're 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 a blue collar program, and and. Uh, and, and those are a lot of the things we pride ourselves on here. And so I've got a tremendous amount of respect for uh, Coach Choate and, and his staff and how they do things. And and, uh, and I, I think that uh, there's no question uh, they're, they're one of the you know top ten, top fifteen programs in the country. And, and with with the experience they have returning, you know you, you got players like Troy Andersons and, and uh, you know they're asking this guy to do so many different jobs for him, which which I would do if I you know because he's proven he can handle it. And he's a game-changing uh, type of player. The impact he makes on both sides of the ball, and so um, you know, I, it, it's going to be a, tr- a tremendous challenge for us. Um, our guys are very excited about the opportunity. It's it's another opportunity, and, and, uh, and that's what you get. You only get so many guaranteed opportunities for us to to beat these quality type of teams that have a lot of experience. You know, you got to play at your best on Saturdays, and so 
I think it's going to come down to, you know, who does what they do better than the opponent. And, uh, and then the focus really has to remain on us. You mentioned Troy Anderson last year. He played quarterback almost exclusively in the game against you guys in Bozeman. And now he's still taking some snaps at quarterback, but he's also primarily playing outside linebacker, right. but he can also play running back. It seems as if him playing quarterback is a challenge in itself just because he is so unorthodox. But when he's moving all over the field and you never know when he's actually going to be in it as a quarterback, how difficult is that to game plan? And what do you think of the just the, the concept of a guy being a true two-way player at this day and time in college football? Uh, you know, I, I think it's very unique, um, especially at our level, at the Division One level. Uh, you know, it, I think it says a lot about the a lot about the young man, not only as a player, um, but his his football intelligence. Um, you know, to be able to handle all the jobs that they're asking him to do, it says a lot about him. You know, in terms of the trust that his staff has in him, his teammates have in him. Um, but you know, I, I think that he presents a a very unique um, challenge for for any defense. Um, and you know, there. I think that even more so this year than last year, where you know you knew, you know, with him just playing full time quarterback, kind of what they were doing, what jobs they would ask him to do, what kind of fit him. Now you know he's playing wildcat quarterback. He's playing running back. They're putting him out of receiver. I mean, he's running vertical routes. I mean, he, they're they're asking him to do a lot of different things, and that that really stresses the defense. You know, you got to know where he is. Um, he can be in and out of a game at any moment. And um, and so you know the, there, there, there's a there's got to be uh, just even that much more of a preparedness you know in, a, in your preparation standpoint when you're playing an offense with a weapon like that that that's utilized in so many different ways. Speaking of, of special weapons, Clint Ratkovich, your guys' fullback, loved him ever since I first saw him on tape. I loved watching him in Bozeman last year. Loved watching him when you guys played Montana a year ago as well. And Jeff Choate, I think he loves him too. Montana State's head coach, when he brought up Clint, he had to pound on the table. He was saying, he's a great <laughs> football player. I love this kid. But you guys use him in such a uh, unique way for the modern-day fullback. You throw him the ball all the time. He runs all these slip screens and all these creative yep. ways of getting him the football. What sort of things do you think he brings to your team, and what sort of tone setter is he for you guys? Uh, Clint, is, Clint is one of those blue guys. You know, he's a glue in your locker room. I mean, he's just, he is everything that you want, um, everything that you want in a player, in a program guy, his leadership, just how he does things. He takes so much pride in, in all the little details. He's an unbelievable teammate, selfless in every approach. Um, he's just one of those guys that spills his guts on everything he does, and, and he's gotten better and better and better throughout his time here. Um, a guy that always plays with an edge, a chip on his shoulder, something to prove, wasn't highly recruited. And um, and Clint has, you know, in a lot of ways, probably like Troy Anderson, you know, he's just earned the trust of his of his staff, his teammates, um, and uh, he's earned that. It was never given to him. And, and the more and more that Clint's been in our program, the more and more we've been able to put on his plate and give him. Uh, he's such a smart and savvy player. Uh, we can we can uh, ask him to do a lot of jobs. He's our Swiss Army knife, and um, we're we're going to ask him to to run the ball, to block, to catch, and uh, wildcat quarterback. We we move him everywhere, and and he embraces it. And uh, he not only does those jobs, but he does them well. He's a gamer, and uh, so you know, no no question, you know, Clint Rakovich is is the type of player that every coach dreams of coaching, and and um, you know, I love him to death. Very very proud of of just who he is. He represents our program in a first-class way all the time. And, um, you know, we he's, he's got to continue to be a major part of what we do. Well, Coach, we really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, and joining us here this afternoon. Good luck on Saturday. Again, 2 o'clock kickoff, Western Illinois, Montana State from Macomb on ESPN+. Coach Elliott, really appreciate it. Good luck. 
Hey, thank you so much, guys. Take care. Always a pleasure. Jared Elliott. There you go. Head coach of the Western Illinois Leathernecks. A good up-and-coming young coach in the uh, FCS level joining us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Appreciate that very much. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Get into some Montana Oregon stuff here from Coach Hauk and uh, break down a little bit more on the Ducks Montana Grizzly matchup. Get you set for the weekend right after this. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The University of Montana and Montana State football teams head into week three tomorrow looking to build off big wins in week two. Good afternoon. I am Ryan Tutel. The Montana Grizzlies are back on the road at Oregon. The Ducks ranked 15th in the nation in the AP Top 25 poll. After losing to Auburn on a late touchdown, Oregon bounced back last week and dismantled Nevada 77-6. The Grizz are 2-0 with wins over South Dakota and North Alabama. That game will be the last in the country to kick off tomorrow evening with a scheduled 845 Mountain Time start on the Pac-12 network. Montana State goes on the road to play the away half of a home-and-home with Western Illinois. Did I say the S? I did. That's a mistake. Western Illinois, a little bit better. Western Illinois opened last season in Bozeman, where the Cats were 26-23 winners. This year, MSU travels to Macomb to play the 0-2 Leathernecks in their home opener. MSU is 1-1, coming off an impressive 38-17 win over the then 12th-ranked Southeast Missouri State, which bolstered their national ranking to 10th. Kickoff between Montana State and Western Illinois is at 2 o'clock Mountain and can be seen on ESPN+. And finally, in Frontier Conference football, 1-0 Montana Western visits 1-1 MSU Northern for a 1 o'clock kick. And 2-0 Rocky Mountain, who was an NAIA preseason top 25, heads to Carroll College. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Welcome back. Good to be with you. Talked a little MSU, Western Illinois. Actually, mostly Coach Elliott talked Western Illinois and Montana State for tomorrow. Let's talk a little bit of Grizz Cat or Grizz uh, Duck, shall we? Grizz Cat's a little early for that. We're, we're a couple months ahead of that. We'll get there soon enough. Got to get through the season first. It is Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Ely, online at kurtzpolaris.com. You can find us on Twitter at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, and at Gus Tutel, yours truly. By the way, my partner, my friend, my cohort, Coulter, not here today, uh, you may be noticing, uh, because he is on the road as we speak to Eugene. I'll bet he's in the, uh, what do you think? It's Spokane, maybe Ritzville, somewhere right there. You're trying to get out of here, you know, try to get down the road, get over there to uh, Eugene. So uh, anyway, he is uh, he is rolling uh, right now, and uh, that is why he is not here. However, we did pre-record a couple of segments for you, picks against the spread, and uh, the chick who doesn't know sports coming up here in just about 10 minutes from now. So we got, we got plenty for you, and Coulter was participatory in it. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Grizzlies and the Oregon Ducks, shall we? Uh, Montana on the road in Eugene in Autzen Stadium. Uh, if Oregon wins on Saturday, that will be the 25th consecutive 
home non-conference win for the Ducks. Now, granted, a lot of times when you're playing teams in the non-conference at home and you're a power FBS team like the Ducks, you're playing down, right, to some extent, whether it's Nevada, whether it's Montana, whether it's, you know, somebody you know somebody else of that ilk, a mid-major team, but it's still 25 in a row. It's pretty impressive. Uh, all-time, the Ducks are 7-0-1 against the Grizzlies. Um, the one tie was a 14-14 tie. Are you ready? 1952. Shout out, Chris Dutel, two years old. My dad, the toddler, the last time the Ducks and Grizz got to a tie. Uh, Cristobal, uh, Mario Cristobal, the head coach of the uh, Grizz, would be 8-1 and one at home in, the, in Autzen Stadium as a head coach if, uh, if the Oregon Grizzlies won. The last matchup between these two teams, Bobby Houck was the head coach of the Grizzlies. The first time around, it was a victory by Oregon 47-14. to Mike Bellotti, the head coach of the Ducks at that time. Uh, Kellen Clemens, Jonathan Stewart, they were playing for the Ducks. Dennis Dixon was the backup quarterback and threw his first uh, career touchdown in relief duty in that football game. So there you go. A couple of things to know uh, out of that game. By the way, Oregon finished 10-2 and that season and lost in the Holiday Bowl to Oklahoma 17-14. Um we talked about what the expectation is and the different approaches that Montana State and Jeff Choate had when they went to play Texas Tech week one and what Bobby Houck and the University of Montana has had week three going into Oregon. Week one for Texas Tech, it was, and a lot of times the opening games, you know, you just want to go and play some football and get the feel for it and get used to it. Then when you go on the road to a Power 5 school like Texas Tech and you, there's no expectation broadly speaking of a victory and Jeff Cho did not put any expectation of winning on his football team. He said, you know, he, he, he outlined in great detail, the disparity between Texas tech and Montana state athletics, finances, scholarships, coaches, salaries, all of it. He put it all out there. This is what we're going up against. Just so you know, AKA, We're going to go play our best, play hard, and when the game is over, we're going to come back to Bozeman and we're going to get the, quote, rest of our season started. What is Bobby Houck? How's his approach to this? Well, I asked him just that. Different coaches will look at stepping up and going to a Power 5 school in different ways. What will be a barometer for you for success when you go and play Oregon Saturday? Winning. One word. That's it. That's all. Winning. Winning. That is... Uh, the the barometer for success. You know, guess the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. I 
I admire. I let me say it like this. I think both approaches can work depending on who's doing them. If it's me, I take Jeff Choate's approach. But I understand why Bobby Hout goes, we got one criteria for success around here, winning, that's it, that's all. Doesn't matter who, where, when. Last game of the night in Austin Stadium against the number 15 team in the nation. Middle of the afternoon against the worst FCS team in the nation. Winning. That's it. That's what we're here to do. And frankly, that that one and only litmus test has not been in effect at the University of Montana for some number of years. And I think you set yourself up for disappointment when you go into an obviously mismatched scenario like the one Montana is heading to tomorrow night and go, we don't care about anything but winning the football game. And then in the event, which is likely that it doesn't happen, and not only doesn't happen, but probably doesn't happen by a landslide, 36 and a half points, by the way, if you're looking at the lines. I think I think your team starts... One game, it's not going to happen, my guess, but you go, if, if, if all we're here to do is win the game and it's not even a game, it... It, it becomes uh, uh, disappointing, and there can be some disillusion that starts to seep in there. Now, I also think, I mean, these kids are smart, right? No, 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 everybody understands, regardless of what they say, what the situation is. But when you take that hardline approach, and everybody's on the same page, I guess it's good that they're on the same page, but I also think that you could acknowledge, to some extent, what it is that you are setting yourself up to go try and do. Bobby Houck did expound and did not uh, shortchange at all the University of Oregon and how good they are. Uh, he was asked what specifically it is that makes the University of Oregon Duck offense dangerous, is what he said. Well, you know, a lot of us on our staff have coached against Oregon many, many times, including me. <clears throat> and the one thing that stands out to me uh, about this Oregon team is how good their offensive line is. And I, I saw a statistic somewhere, and I'm not sure if it's accurate or not, but I think these guys have the most experienced offensive line that's taken the field in college football in like 15 years or something in terms of number of starts. So um, to me, I, I've seen a lot of Oregon teams over the years, and to me this is the best offensive line I've seen um, in an Oregon uniform. And then you know, they, they always have uh, talented guys, a lot of different positions. We're familiar with a lot of their players, um, you know, Washington High School and on onward. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is you've got the quarterback who many thought would be the uh, first player taking the NFL draft last year had he chosen to, to uh, enter and didn't. So, I mean, they're a handful. A handful, to be sure. They are a handful. And uh, and Bobby Houck recognizes it. He went on to say later the uh, Auburn tape was, quote, eye-opening. Yes, I think that's probably just what it was. And yet the standard doesn't change. And so I understand that aspect of it. And, uh, and, and at this point, 
two one year and two games in to the second tenure of Bobby Howe at the University of Montana and the hashtag RTD and all of that, I understand why you go. There's one thing that we care about in this football game, and it will be the ter- determination of whether it was a successful game or not, winning. Triple overtime, lose by one? No. Failure. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Got to win the football game. You establish that line, and then you hold to it, and it just doesn't matter beyond that. So we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a fun game. 745 Pacific, 845 Mountain. I'm told 845 is actually just when the telecast, or the actual kickoff is like 5 to 9 Mountain Standard Time. Autzen Stadium, it's on the Pac-12 network. You can go check that out. I will say, this might be the game in the history of the University of Montana that has the most, uh, can we say, action placed on it. I don't know that the University of Montana has ever played in a game that was the last game, the last game to be played on a college football Saturday in the nation. But what do we know? The Hawaii games, when the Rainbow Warriors are at home, that's when all the guys, all the gals, all the sports gamblers have tried to get back on track, try to get one win to make the day good because things haven't gone so well, and then you just go, okay, what's the what's the Hawaii line? Well, might might be what what's the Montana line tomorrow? You got to make all that money back because you had a terrible day. Maybe you should have just laid back, opened up a bag of Doritos, and done that instead of laying it all out there on the line. Losing money is not that funny. Try to make it up with Oregon, Montana. I think you're asking for problems. That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. I understand. It's fun. It is fun to do. Yeah, I know. I want to get out there. We'll see. I'll be interested to know if there, if we can get a recap of the action that was placed on this game. Bunch of guys in New Jersey, 1 a.m., trying to pick the halftime score. <laughs> Oh, gracious. What is it that we're doing around here? Hey, take a quick break. We'll come back. Going to talk a little bit about the Seattle Seahawks against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will have the Seahawks game for you in full broadcast beginning at 9 a.m., kickoff at 11 a.m. against Pittsburgh. We're going to talk about that game. Some uh, very interesting names making their Seahawks, potentially Seahawks debuts uh, for the uh, for the Seahawks on Sunday, we also will hear from our dear friend Carolyn. She's the chick who doesn't know about sports. We'll get to all that. And then at the top of the hour, the voice of the Oregon Ducks, Jerry Allen, going to talk to us about the Duck-Grizz football game through the perspective of the Oregon side of things. So we'll get to all that coming up. It's a Friday edition of Two-Tail Nuanas right after this. If it matters to Missoula, it matters to us. Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Now they always say congratulations. Work so hard, forgot how to vacation. want to talk some Seahawks, you want to hear what Carolyn's got to say about the sports world, well, we got it all for you. It is Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. 
You can find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com, SkylineSportsMT.com. Everything you need, those are the websites for you. Um, we're going to hear uh, from Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports here in just a minute again at the top of the hour, Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks for 33 years. But first, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Seattle Seahawks. Now, we're excited about this because 102.9 ESPN Radio in Missoula is the uh, affiliate radio station of the Seahawks Radio Network all season long. Uh, Steve Rabel doing the call, the play-by-play, as he has for years. Former Seahawk football player and uh, outstanding play-by-play guy for the Seahawks. Uh, Seattle traveling to Pittsburgh. Uh, they are a four-point underdog against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday well, morning here, a 9 a.m. Uh, start to the broadcast, an 11 a.m. kickoff uh, in the early window, the Seahawks and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But every week now, we are going to, on Friday, unveil a new segment, 12 for the 12s. 12 minutes of Seahawks football for the 12s. And we are going to be joined in that segment by Michael Sean Duger from The Athletic. Uh, he's going to join us each Friday starting next week. So we're really looking forward to that. Uh, Michael Sean Dugar is the uh, uh, Seahawks beat writer from The Athletic and a uh, guy who knows the C- Seahawks uh, inside and out. And he's going to join us on 12 minutes for the 12s, okay? So if you're a Seahawks fan, you listen to Seahawks football, we're going to get you set up for uh, the Seahawks game every Friday uh, at the top of the hour, uh, 5 o'clock right here on Tutel and Nuanas, okay? So that's uh, a new deal we're doing. We're excited about it. As far as this week's game goes, Ezekiel Ansa. You remember that Ziggy Ansa is on the Seattle Seahawks? I mean, they get him and Jadavion Clowney. And all of a sudden, what was the biggest weakness, the pass rush of the Seattle Seahawks football team might be the strength of the team with those two coming off the edge together. So Clowney making his Seahawks debut last week. Ansa, he was questionable last week, did not play. Uh, he is questionable again this week. So it's an open, open question whether he will, in fact, be out there. But the other thing is uh, Mike Eupati on that offensive line. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame tackle. I realize he's a veteran, will late in his career, but he could be making his Seahawks debut on Sunday as well, though he was out. And then the last guy, LJ Collier. Who's LJ Collier, if you don't know? He was the first pick of the draft by the Seahawks in this most recent draft. 29th overall. He was their first round uh, defensive end out of uh, TCU. And he may well be uh, available for this game. So imagine that if you get Ansa, Eupati, LJ Collier, Jadavion Clowney on that defense. Listen, this defense gave a 418 yards passing to Andy Dalton on Sunday. Okay? They won a football game, but you cannot be doing that. John Ross looked like the 4-2-2 John Ross that the Cincinnati Bagels had hoped to uh, draft. 158 yards, two touchdowns receiving for John Ross out of the University of Washington, by the way. So a bit of a homecoming for John Ross. And he had his the, the, the first true good, great breakout game of his career on Sunday. Now, I love John Ross. I think that he certainly can be the real deal with that speed. Uh, but uh, look, man, Faye J. Green's going for four bills and change. you got to fix something defensively. Well could go a long way if you get all those guys. I said Mike Upati defense obviously he's the offensive lineman. Uh so uh, a big time for him uh for all those guys that'll be coming back. But this team needs to get a pass rush and they have to cover better on the back end. Now they did stuff the run game. I think it was like 38 total rush yards for the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously Joe Mixon injured in that game, but 
the time that he was there and healthy, did not look good. He got absolutely smacked up front. So give that run defense credit. But listen, I don't know. You, you go, you allow a team under 50 yards rushing, but give up more than 400 through the air. I don't. I still don't think that is a recipe for success. Okay, I just don't. So anyway, uh, Seattle uh, and uh, and Pittsburgh. Now, why Pittsburgh's a favorite in this game? I don't know. I actually expect Pittsburgh to bounce back. They they looked as bad as anybody week one against New England. Uh, and this is a game that they got to have. I mean, for Seattle, they didn't look great, but at least they won the football game. Pittsburgh was never in the football game against New England. Now they have their home opener. And look, with all the drama of, of, of Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell holding out, now gone, and you think, okay, well, it's a new day. You know, it's James Conner. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. It's still Big Ben. It's still Mike Tomlin. You know, just reload and revamp, and you, 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 know, you move forward. Then you go out and lay an absolute stinker against the New England Patriots on Sunday night football this is a huge game for pittsburgh early in this season if they go 0-2 to start the year those seats start to heat up very quickly even for a franchise that does not change i mean they've had what three coaches in the last 50 years i mean they, they are as they are the picture of stability in a lot of ways the pittsburgh steelers but uh all of a sudden you know it's not all the guys that were here and causing problems or drama or infighting or whatever, you've cleaned everything up. Everybody's supposed to be on the same page. And if you go out and you start 0-2 and, and you look bad the way they did in week one, we'll see. I think Pittsburgh's going to look much better. I think they're going to look better. Whether they're going to win the game, I don't know. I think this could be one of the games of the weekend. I mean, I, th- I think this could be a very, very competitive football game that comes right down to it. So I'm excited for it. And uh, uh, I know that uh, Seahawks fans are as well. Again, we'll have it for you Sunday at uh, 11 o'clock kickoff, 9 o'clock for the pregame show. All right, as we do every single Friday around here, we got to hear from Carolyn. She's a resident chick who doesn't know about sports, who's going to tell us about sports. Strap in. Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication, and one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out GoBlackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at GoBlackfoot.com. Well, hello. Welcome in to your favorite segment of the week, a sports update from a chick who doesn't know anything about sports. Ryan, his hair's looking great. Wow. Carolyn, her hair's looking better. Thank How you. are you, Carolyn? How's I'm today? Sick. I know. I have a cold, so this is why I sound nasally. You don't sound as bad as you think you sound. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Carolyn's sick and probably still funny. What do you have for us? Hey, time out. I got to ask you. You get brought Dennis Rodman to these chick uh, yeah. sports update several times. Have you watched the new Dennis Rodman 30 for 30? I have not. You should watch it. Uh, and it is way more sad than you think and way less funny than you think. This guy 
Poor guy, man. He he really has gone through it in his life. I bet it is sad. It, it's really sad. I mean, at one point he was like paying his friends to like part. He didn't have friends. He was paying people to be his friends oh, so that ouch. he could like have people to party with. It's, Isn't that like what fraternities brothers do? Yeah, yeah. probably not. When you're like 35 year old millionaire in the NBA, it's, yeah, yeah, that's sad. So what do you got? What's going on in the world of sports? Well, I don't know if you heard, the American Airlines Arena is up for bid in Miami. Uh, I I just knew I just knew without a doubt that the one story that you were gonna have and lead with would be this one. I don't know what this is, so I'm, I am on the edge of my seat. Well, apparently American Airlines is giving up their title, whatever, of the arena, and the highest bidder so far for ten million dollars is a porn website called the. <laughs> And uh, they're gonna. They would like to rename the arena Center. As if it couldn't get worse <laughs> for the Miami Dolphins. My God. No, it's the Heat, isn't it? It's the. Oh, oh this is for the Heat. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, whoever has <laughs> outrageous. I was gonna say if everybody wants to quit the Dolphins and they're searching for adult entertainment sponsors, I don't know. But uh, the Heat. That's even funnier. <laughs> the is where the Heat play. Yes. <laughs> I mean, bring on the heat. Am I right? What's your next story, Carolyn? <laughs> well, I guess last night at the Buccaneers-Panthers game, yes, um, there was a big rain delay. Right. And so a bunch of Panthers fans fought each other and got in, like, huge fist fights. Really? Yeah, they, a bunch Didn't of people went this. inside. And um, I, would, I would think you would fight the people that you're, like, you know, the Buccaneers fans. The other team. But the Panthers fought, fans fought each other. And I just, I don't understand you you men and your fighting and your testosterone. Ask Coulter. This is his strong suit right here. Coulter, why do we fight each other even when we're wearing the same jerseys? I retired from fighting. I am a very um, centered, docile. docile young boy now. But why? Why? I don't understand. You can still answer the question. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm trying to tap into remembering. Yeah, well, be, yes, is it beer. Beer, yeah, beer is a good reason. Uh, the inability to control one's temper stemming from childhood traumas. Isn't I'm just it? wondering what they could have even gotten in a fight about. Like, what would what would they even be fighting? About? Um, I don't know. Could it be possible there is a girl there with them? Oh, is that usually what happens? I mean, yes. Oh, 98 percent of every drunken fight that's ever happened has been over that and or a spilled drink. Really? Those are the two things, huh. right? Definitely. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think that's ridiculous. You would be correct in that. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, good times. What else we got? James Harden. Okay. He's renting a $300 million house in Beverly Hills. He's renting a $300 million house. I don't. I no, don't know if I. I don't, I, I don't know right if number. I believe. <laughs> I was going to say there's no <laughs> such thing as a three hundred million. Thirty million. Okay, okay, okay. I think okay. I added the wrong zero. That, I think it was. I was going to say you could like buy California for three hundred million. Thirty million dollar point. house. Sorry, sorry. Uh, um, that's still he, a lot. He con- He has a two hundred twenty-eight million dollar deal with Adidas. He does. So that was where I got confused by all those dollar signs. Mm. Anyway, the guy who owns the thirty million dollar house is angry. Because apparently James Harden just rented it to make it a party place, not his residence. Look, here's my thought. If you've rented a place out, as long as those checks roll in and there's no quote-unquote damage to your place. There is damage. Okay, well then that's on Harden to fix. Correct. But 
who cared? Like, look, if you want to rent it just to leave it empty because you think it's good to have been valuable to have a vacant space, it's your prerogative. If you've rented the place, you get to do with it what you want. That is the trade-off. Why isn't James buying his own house? Well, who knows? He owns a huge house in Houston. He's probably trying to sell it. Got it. Or, be, yeah, because he it's in Los Angeles. It's a part-time need, deal. He probably doesn't need to sell his Houston house to buy a Beverly Hills house with a $228 million. I think he's got enough equity. You'd be surprised. Okay. I'm not saying anything about James Harden, but they say 8 out of 10 NBA players are broke within five years of the end of, the end of their careers. Why? Because they live their lives exactly like the rest of us, living paycheck to paycheck. It just happens that their paychecks are $10 million at a time. Wow. Someone needs to come in and help them with their money. Oh, oh, trust me. This is a long saga that has been well chronicled. 30 for 30. Broke. You need to get on the 30 for 30 right, series, Carolyn. Right. You would love broke. It is It is outrageous. These guys spend money on everything. Where <laughs> do I find this 30 for 30? Uh, it's on ESPN Plus, which is a streaming app. You can also find it on YouTube. Where do I find this 30 for 30? Like it's boron. Like it's just buried at the center of the I've earth, of never it. to be discovered. I was just wondering if it was on Netflix. Maybe. It's just not adjacent to Sunset Real Estate. Well, if it's so not I on Bravo, I'm not going to watch it. But I will watch this. <laughs> is This is like MC Hammer. Remember how he spent all his money? He oh, was, yeah. This is this makes Same story. Sad. Same story. It, it's not even like a... Half the time, it's not even because you're an idiot. It's because you just put everybody that you knew on the payroll because oh. you just want to help everybody get out of the... You know, out of poverty or whatever, and then all of a sudden, when the checks—I mean, if you have a ten million dollar entourage and then the checks stop, it's gone pretty quick. Yeah, I know. I've got one. I get it. <laughs> Anything else, Carolyn? No, that's it. Great, Carolyn. Uh, mostly excellent work today out of you. <laughs> Your hair does look fantastic. Congratulations there once again. At least one of us come in and knocked it out of the park. Oh, this will be good by the show time. Okay, good. Thank God. Sports update from a chick who doesn't know anything about sports presented by the Missoula Winery and Events Center. If you need to book your holiday party, check out Missoula Winery and Events Center. Missoula Winery and Events Center, a great place for your holiday party, about 3,000 square feet, and serving Tattoo Girl wine, a whole variety of Tattoo Girl wine, some of the best wine out there. Visit MissoulaWineryAndEventsCenter.com or give them a call, 406-830-3296. That's 830-3296. Missoula Winery and Event Center, 5646 West Harrier Suite B in Missoula. Speaking of uh, nice ways to get your weekend started, some wine. I think that's excellent. How about sandwiches and beers, too? I mean, let's throw it all in there. You know, it's football season, people. Let's not short ourselves. We got a six-pack and a sandwich for you right now. That's right. We're giving it away from Warden's Market you give us a call, 329-1899 quickly, 329-1899. You get yourself a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market because we're giving them away. They got all the best beers. They got people who know what's going on. They can show you all the stuff. You say, hey, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. They love that. They want to show you. They want to educate you on all the things, all the varieties that they have, and the best sandwiches in town. I mean, come on. Warden's Market is a staple. Got to go get it. Get it right now, 329-1899, caller number one. Back after this with Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks, Two Tell Nuanas, ESPN Radio. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast, 
to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.